Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode four, season two. Woohoo, season two. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, bienvenue. Uh, buenos dias, buenos noches, buenos aldo, all the things. Uh, <laughs> if you're a longtime listener, thank you. I love you. And you know what I'm going to say. Don't take notes. I've taken all your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, check out my incredible photography. I'm a food and product photographer. It's what I do for a living. So if you need photos, I got you, boo. Shoot me an email. If you have questions for the podcast, if you have culinary sleuthing needs of any kind, relationship advice, need to know what to do with your fur babies, I have you. I can help you. You're in good hands, in good company. Shoot me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. And of course, tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. All right. That was a mouthful, you guys. Let's do this. Let's go on a food adventure. All right. All right. All right. I am back. I am back from Florida. It was such an amazing trip. I got to see family who I haven't seen some in a long time, years. I got to meet family I didn't even know I had, which was amazing. And I got to spend just time with the people that I love so nearly and dearly and don't get to see nearly enough in my world. We had amazing conversations. I got to wear flip-flops for three days. Oh, life is good. Surrounded by a lot of love. And it was absolutely amazing. Took a bunch of COVID tests, all came back negative, wore a lot of masks. Um, you know, being here in the Boston area, and I mentioned this as a comparison down there, we are still very much uh, masked and um, I think social distancing a little bit more still. And COVID is definitely uh, still much in our daily lives. In Florida, apparently, dude, shit doesn't exist. I was floored, shock, shook, goop, gagged, you name it, all the things. Um, I still was very probably overly cautious with what I felt comfortable in doing in terms of like wearing a mask and things like that. But it, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I, I was so floored with, I mean, I think... I was one of the only people in the grocery store wearing a mask, you know, like me and the the other people I was with when we had to run into the grocery store for something or the liquor store. It, I mean, it was, yeah, a different world down there. And I mean, to each their own, I uh, am still erring on the side of, of caution, but 
I'm not here to preach on on stuff. I'm here just to talk about food. <laughs> I was just shocked. I really, really was. I, I I just have lived such a in a like a little New England bubble for so long that I had no idea it was like that in other places. Um, but it felt really nice to see so many people that I love so dearly and haven't, haven't seen in so long, so long. So this week on the podcast, I know you're like, Beth, what are we talking about this week? Great question, everyone. Um, we're getting a fuck ton of snow here in New England. Uh, I know it's winter. I know this shouldn't be a surprise to me, (laughs) but every time there's a large snowstorm, it seems like it catches me off guard <laughs> and I'm sure everything in the grocery store by tomorrow will be gone. It, I mean, it's it's hysterical. Like we got, I don't know, maybe six inches of snow a couple of weeks ago. Everything of bread and milk was gone in the grocery store that day because Todd ran out to get something for us. And I, he was like, you know, I don't understand. There's this thing. We had this huge blizzard in 78, I believe. Yeah, I I know. I just fact checked myself. I paused it and I was like, I'm going to I'm going to Google that. 100 percent. It was 1978. And I wasn't born yet, but I, born in 1980. Loud, and proud. But there's something about living in New England. If you were alive during that time, people will always refer to where they were in the blizzard of 78 and what happened life shut down for an extended amount of time you could only like walk to certain places and the grocery stores ran out of food and so there was this hysteria and panic (laughs) that insert in, in in you know whatever and ensued that's the word I was looking for and so There's something about whenever there is a storm here in New England, especially a winter storm, people will go and buy bread and milk. And it like the grocery stores will be, the shelves will be barren. It's just what happens. I have to run to the market today for something. And I'm like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you things will already be out of stock because of the hysteria of a large snowstorm coming into town. So anyway, I was trying to think like, oh, what would be a fun topic? Because I was going to talk about something else this week. And I'm like, no, I want to table that for another conversation. And I I wanted to do like a just in case you missed it kind of episode too. So this is this episode's going to check a couple of boxes. I love breakfast and brunch. I love breakfast and brunch. You guys know this. I've talked about it many times. I love taking time on the weekends and either going to breakfast and brunch or or having it at home, even for just Todd and I, or, you know, inviting people over. Obviously, no one's going to travel this weekend. And, and so in a couple of episodes, I definitely talked to some of my favorite people on the planet about breakfast and brunch ideas or maybe even like I love doing breakfast for dinner sometimes so we're going back into the the archives and we're gonna hear from a few of my guests and a couple of their ideas but I'm going to play a very long clip from a past episode with my he is my soul sister my brother from another mother my 
Mr. From Another Sister. He and 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 it also happens to be his birthday this week. So without further ado, please, please enjoy a just in case you missed that episode with a few of my friends helping me answer some breakfast and brunch questions. First up from Episode 3, Season 1, my friend Kristen talking about a few breakfast for dinner ideas. So anyway, I do the same thing where I will pick like one or two cookbooks, flag some recipes in them, pick five, write the ingredient list, put it in my grocery list. And then I love that you have plan Bs. That's so smart because halfway through the week, me too, that I'm like, I don't want to make fucking... Or all of a sudden, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. good anymore. What sounds so good on Sunday night when I'm writing it down or Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. but when I'm like, oh, God, why did I want that? Totally. And- How do you do your plan B? So, like, say, give. let's just say, like, you're making chicken soup, quinoa, stir fry with veggies and whatever, and blah, 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 blah. Like, what would a plan B then be? Oh, okay. So plan B, here's how this works. There are certain vegetables that I always buy. Like I will always have mushrooms, spinach, and sweet potatoes. And Mm. from there, I can pivot in any direction. So say I was planning on making like quinoa stuffed portobello mushrooms. And all of a sudden I get there with like, you know, sauce and herbs and blah, blah, blah. I get there and I'm like, oh, that's elaborate for a Wednesday night. Um, (laughs) All of a sudden, it's, and this is one of my go-to meals. It's really easy, really healthy. Mm. I'll saute the mushrooms and the spinach, and I'll let them kind of keep fizzling. And then I'll whisk a bunch of eggs, pour it over that mixture, let it kind of fry up for a few minutes, put some started, like I put a little bit of shredded cheese on top, and then I whip it in the oven until it's like golden brown. It's instant dinner. It's full of vegetables, and I don't feel guilty, but... You know, was it my first plan? No, but it'll do. It makes a meal. That's awesome. So you're, you go into that frittata direction. That is oh. so, oh my gosh. I am so full of ideas now. I need to start writing these down. And now I'm starving again and just ate lunch about a half an hour ago. Thank you for that. Oh, it makes a super fast lunch too. I think I always have that on hand because it's it makes for a filling meal. And, you know, breakfast for dinner is great, but breakfast for lunch is great too. Breakfast for any time is just really Anytime. I'm with you. Breakfast for dinner is like my favorite spur of the moment thing where I'm like, oh, I just want eggs. I just, oh, no I doubt. Eggs. I couldn't yeah. live without eggs. You can do Dutch babies in a food processor. Oh. Uh, so Okay, wait, hold on. Pause. Explain to everybody what a Dutch baby is. Oh, God. Dutch babies. So they're... Um, are they German? Do you know? Yeah, I think they're German. Okay. You take a cast iron skillet. First, you whip all the ingredients into a food processor, which is, they probably sound really decadent, but they're not that bad for you. They're very high in protein. Um, <laughs> and you whiz it up until it's like a thin pancake batter. And then you just let it rest for a little bit. And then you're going to heat the oven very, very high with a little butter or vegan butter or whatever you're using in the pan. And when it's ready, you pour it all in put it back in the oven and it bakes up into this puffy golden brown um sort of crispy on the outside sort of custardy in the middle pancakey popover thing and then you know traditionally it's what is it lemon juice and powdered sugar but I've just Mm -hmm. been doing I take frozen fruit like frozen blueberries and raspberries and then I just warm them up so that the juices run out of them and put that over the top of it with a little bit of syrup oh I'm not going to lie, I've been making those for dinner lately, too. I had my husband <laughs> this time, 
and he's never had one. So now, and now like every third day it's Dutch baby night. And from episode 12, season one, my good friend Mike Doyle talking about his favorite breakfast sandwich. I love that. I cook it. Yeah. Good for you. So mine is, I used to love when my mom or grandmother would make me spit in the eyes in the morning. And it's like the toast with the cutout in the middle. We call them spit in the eyes. They're probably called other things. It's like the, yeah, the toad. Toad in a hole or whatever. So that. Can I get that spit uh, breakfast, grandma? And then the you other got it, thing, honey. I know. Well, because my grandparents didn't live near us, so they they all lived in Pennsylvania. My yep. dad's mom, she was this tiny little Hungarian woman, didn't speak any English. We call her name. I mean, in Hungarian, it's Nudgmama. And so my Nudgmama, she used to. She was like maybe four feet five or six. She was tiny, tiny little lady. She would stand over her old stove, like old school stove, and when she would make these special dumplings that. Um, were Hungarian she the way that she would hold the dough and the knife and just like cutting them off right into the salted boiling water it's something that I really remember to this day and I can see her hands doing it I can see I can be right in the kitchen next to her doing it and she passed long long time ago like 25 years 30 years ago so it's like the sad portion of the shut up the the show thanks um at Los Angeles I know. No, no, it was, I liked it. It was nice. I came back. Actually, uh, one right. more thing. One more yeah. thing. My dad used to make these things called egg McDoyles. <laughs> There's a McDonald's theme around your dad. I love it. I okay. bet, oh my God. It's so true. <laughs> my sister, Mel will tell you about it too. Actually, so Brianna, that was the thing. Uh, every Sunday he would do Tom, uh, Thomas English. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he'd do that and he'd toast it, put butter. This is like the most like unhealthy thing. He'd toast and put butter on it, and he'd cook an egg, uh, hard over easy, where it's like it's not like not the sunny side up, but it's like cooked over, but you yeah, cut like it and me- it breaks over everywhere. Medium. Over yeah. medium, yeah. He'd put that on with like white cheddar, and you just bite into it, and the egg would just like go all over the plate. But that was his. He was like, oh, he's like egg McDoyles, let's go. He's like, you know, how Love do you it. want? It's like, oh, just one's fine. From season one, episode nine, Vindy talking about her amazing croissants. There's something so comfy and cozy about an enriched dough baking in your oven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so myself, I am absolutely obsessed with croissants. Obsessed. Oh, yes. Your sourdough <laughs> croissants are mind bl- The lamination that you're getting is mind blowing. Now, I am so intimidated to make these. Do you have any tips for me? Like when I make them, cause I'm going to make them and I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> I need to, I, I need like a little, like, I need you to like rub my shoulders and give me like a little pep talk. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I started like you, so I, I mean, I didn't know how to do the hand <laughs> lamination. So I'm here. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I mean, you don't need any prior experience. Um, right now, I have experience working in bakeries, so I know what I am doing right now. But uh, before all this, mm-hmm. I have started. Uh, I have tried my hands uh, in making macaron. Uh, sorry, in croissants. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is a learning curve. Um, I mean, I can't really tell you to do it this way or that way. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So you just have to go in. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, get the experience yourself and make it every time. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Do you recommend a certain butter? Like, should I get like really expensive French butter or does that matter? Um, obviously the sourdough starter, like, should I wait until my sourdough starter has really been matured for a little while before? Cause um, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, the thing is <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> I know I'm so excited. Yes. So, um, uh, firstly, uh, if you want to read about, uh, um, the sourdough, uh, croissant, uh, I have a, like a really lengthy blog mm -hmm. post explaining everything. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you have never made uh, croissants before, so my advice is uh, first uh, perfect your lamination. It's not just croissants. You can start by making puff pastry uh, okay. and stuff like that. And also uh, then make Easter croissants, which is which is much easier. The process is similar, but you would be able to make a croissant within uh, two days. Really? Um, yeah. Or on the same day. I mean, it depends. Okay. So, yeah. No, no, no. I was excited by the two-day thing. I've never done lamination before. Oh, okay. <laughs> the best place to start is uh, puff pastry. Puff pastry then, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Buy so much butter. Okay. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to start with the puff. And then after the puff, I'll graduate mm -hmm. to the regular croissant. And then after yeah. that, I'm going to make your sourdough croissants and I've yes. read that lengthy post and I will keep reading it I just wanted more <laughs> I thought <laughs> and of course from season one episode five my mister from another sister the birthday boy himself one of my closest friends on the planet Nick Johnston my poodle from the episode breakfast and her sassy older drunk sister brunch hey poodle hi good afternoon hi. happy saturday happy saturday and it's like 50 out it feels like magical i know gorgeous gorgeous it's sunny the birds are chirping my cocktails are chirping everything's chirping <laughs> everything's chirping i love it so i just was talking to everybody about how we met and as you know this episode is very much about breakfast and her drunk older sister brunch and i was telling people about how you and i when we first fell in love would go to mary's for brunch almost every sunday religiously for the ten dollar bottomless mimosas Oh my gosh, I miss that place. If I could take a day trip just to go and just have brunch there, I would <laughs> I would pay to to just fly there just for brunch and then come back when brunch is over. Oh, I, I know. And like we used to, we were such experts at our mimosa game that we would ask for it on the rocks with cranberry juice <laughs> instead yes, uh, of OJ. What, what's that called? It's a hibiscus. The hibiscus it's called when you yeah. make it with the cranberry juice. Yeah, but we didn't know the oh, term. No, no, no. Oh, no. It, it was just, hey, can I get some crayon up in here? The, the <laughs> uh, orange juice, the acid gives me heartburn. <laughs> I got agita. <laughs> oh my God, I miss those days. Oh, to be 22 again. So I um, actually have a handful of questions from listeners that I thought maybe you and I could try to answer together. Oh, goody. I would love that. I okay. love questions and I love answers and okay. I love brunch. So questions and answers about brunch is just right up my alley. Okay. Awesome. So our first question comes from Logan in Nashville, Tennessee. He says, what are some of your favorite go-to breakfast ideas for during the week? 
Oh gosh. Well, you know what? So, so here's the thing with the, in the, in the past, um, my go-to, uh, breakfast was really just whatever I could grab and go, right? Because we were working in the office. We were, you know, a lot of times it was just a protein shake for, uh, you know, between gym and work. But now that I'm home and I'm working from home for the past year, we uh, have begun to make our own English muffins with a sourdough starter that is older than both of us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they're delicious, delicious English muffins. So what we do is we uh, make egg sandies out of them. Of course, that's mm-hmm. sort of a staple, right? The egg sandy on an English muffin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing uh, that we do with the eggs. There's a couple different ways to make the egg sandies. So uh, most recently, what we had this morning was an omelet version of an egg sandy. Have you tried that? Ooh, no. What's in What's in my omelet version? Well, it, it's. You know, a a traditional egg sandy is like, okay, you fry the egg and then you slap the egg on the sandy, put some cheese on it, salt, pepper, call it a day, right? Right, right. Really catch up if you're, if you're feeling, you know, you're Miss Jackson, right? Yeah. (laughs) So um, then we think about the, the egg omelet version, you know, when you make an omelet and, and you sort of uh, put the egg very uh, thinly on almost like a crepe, right? Mm -hmm. And then you fill all the stuff in it, you flip it, Mm -hmm. you, you put some stuff in it, you put the cheese in it, you flip it right? Like mm-hmm. an omelet. So it's still flat enough to fit on a seat on a sandwich, but mm-hmm. then, you know, he cuts it in half. So that way it fits on the uh, English muffin. So it's sort of like a, like a half omelet. It's like an omelet sandwich almost, which is sounds weird, but it tastes really good. No, I'm, I'm following you. And the other thing I think I would love into this is so one of my favorite parts about the omelet and I'm salivating now. Thank you is when you cut into said omelet and like the cheese in the middle kind of oozes out mm. onto your plate. So if it was me, I would take that. And I'm sure you already add cheese into it. Maybe you don't. I know you're very uh, health conscious that I would even dare I say, put a tiny bit of cheese in the middle when you're folding it all. So then when you cut into it, the cheese is like oozing out of the middle of the sandy. Oh girl, we are, we are here. <laughs> We're right here. I bite into it. It's like biting into the inside of a McDonald's apple pie. The the cheese, the molten lava cheese just comes out. It just burns the inside of your mouth to high heavens, but it is delicious. I'm living for that as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Logan, I'm with, uh, I was going to say Nick, but I can't, I'm with Poodle on this, that I um, an egg centric morning gal. And since being home and working from home for a while because of COVID, I too have been making much more elaborate breakfasts than I would like in the past. I've been known to take just a piece of toast and smear peanut butter on top and then like mm-hmm. slice up a banana, drizzle a little bit of honey, a sprinkle of cinnamon, some salt. I'm out the door and I'm eating that, you know, then I have like or like a piece of avocado toast with a fried egg on top or yeah. something like that. But now I'm with you. I mean, I would definitely, if you guys are up for sharing your English muffin sourdough recipe, I will put that on the website for everyone else. Oh, absolutely. You know what? It also makes a great breadstick too. So with the leftovers, <laughs> when we're done cutting, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all about carbs, baby. We're still in winter and these sweaters are going to cover up all these carbs. You know it. They're, so hey, we embrace you, muffin tops. We eat yep, them and embrace the extra, them. Uh, roll it into a, uh, roll it into a breadstick. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I love it. And then are we like brushing on some, some butter? on that with a little garlic on top? Like, well, how are we? 
What do you oh, do? however you want. You can oh, take okay. the breadsticks. Uh, we make mini breadsticks. They're about three inches long or so. Um, and we'll, you know, you can dip them in hummus. You can dip them in cream cheese. Mm. Uh, you can put some peanut butter on them. I mean, you could really do anything with them, right? It's just a little, just yeah. a little snack, right? A little snack breadstick. Well, yeah. Yeah. The world is your breadstick oyster. However, so can I, um, can I mention one more uh, yes. of my favorite, favorite breakfast items? Yeah. Have you made yourself yet a tater tot waffle no no <laughs> tell me no i've Can seen we... it i've seen it on the internet but I, I haven't tell me more about what the kids are doing these days <laughs> if we're talking about a food adventure i mean yeah. my my mouth has been around the world with mm -hmm. this tater tot waffle it's been if to the only end of the if only people knew how true that statement really was but yes it's... please keep going <laughs> Yes, it is. So um, we have a waffle maker, right? You take your standard waffle maker where you have the four squares. Um, you have to get your tater tots, right? Or any sort of uh, variety, tater puffs, you know, whatever it is, you know, store-bought is fine. Store-bought, okay. We're not making yeah. these from scratch. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So you take the frozen, the frozen potato puffs, whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. put them in the, in the square, right? You have to sort of pile them up. They're frozen. So your waffle maker is not going to close all the way at first. So you sort of pile them up. It's usually about, I would say like maybe one and a half to two servings. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it's really one serving because I eat the whole thing. Uh, so I don't know, maybe about 20 to 25 tots, throw them in there, okay. press the waffle maker on it to heat them up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then once they get all heated, you take a fork and then you mash it in into the, the crevice. So we're like smushing it down. Are you putting any like um, cooking spray or anything on the tater tots? Uh, no, it's a, well, it's a, it's a, it's a non-stick, uh, you okay. know, it's a waffle maker with the Teflon on it. So, sure. okay. uh, then you put, of course, your seasoning. So you can use salt, pepper, uh, onion powder, garlic powder, just a little bit. I mean, it's only, you know, they're only tater tots, right? We're not making like, you know, a steak dinner here. So okay. you, you put a little bit of the seasoning on it, then you close it. Uh, you let it sit like you normally would for maybe a little bit longer than a regular waffle, I should mm -hmm. say. Like mm -hmm. if you have one with the settings, uh, you know, make sure that the settings all the way up so that it doesn't stop. And then, you know, check on it periodically. But I'm telling you, when you take out that tater tot waffle, seasoned, mm -hmm. crispy on the outside, it has all the little uh, nubbins on it, mm -hmm. right? From being mm -hmm. pressed like a waffle. Mm -hmm. But then on the inside, you got the nice potato. So it's nice, like creamy potato nice and seasoned because you put the seasoning and you mash it all in with a fork the seasoning actually gets throughout the whole uh waffle, tater waffle so it's not just like on the top i so love it and then yeah. are you eating this with like an egg or are we just going just tater tot waffle and nothing else oh no you gotta have a, i usually put like a little bit of scrambled eggs on the top mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. And then you can cut into it. You get a little fork full of egg, little fork full of tater tot waffle, a little bit of, uh, you know, sriracha sauce or some ketchup, you know, whatever it is that you like to, to have your, your eggs and your potatoes with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just delicious. Right. True. Yeah. And you know what, if breakfast, oh, if breakfast fails for you, uh, just make sure that you have a backup bag of Tostitos on hand, because that's what I'll end up just eating if I can't cook breakfast for myself. The entire family size bag of Tostitos. 120%. Yes. Eight in the morning. Oh yeah. No, there's no, there's no time that a Tostito is not good. I'm with mm. you on that. Um, all right. Our next question, our last question for the listener questions comes from Piper in California. And she writes, what is your favorite brunch cocktail? Oh gosh. What isn't? 
I know. <laughs> I mean, what really? I mean, is there? I do have. I do have a couple. So, um, can I do like a top three? Is you can do a right? top. Yeah, I know. It's like picking a favorite child. I get it. I know. No, I know. Top I know. three or a favorite poodle that is. Oh, you can't. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the number one of my favorite cocktails. Uh, but you have to be really careful with them because last time I had too many, um, I ended up going out clubbing on a Sunday, uh, getting kicked out of the club, and then I had to call out of work the next day. But <laughs> they're delicious if you can control yourself. Uh, executive mimosas, Poodle. Do you know what's in an executive? No, what's in an executive? Well, you take a regular mimosa and then you put a couple shots of vodka in it. Oh, good God. What kind yeah, of vodka? So, yes. Uh, I mean, so I guess if you go to a regular restaurant, they'll put one shot of vodka in it. Or if you go to gay brunch, they'll put two to three. Yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the rules. I, I didn't is. make the rules. I'm just... No, we just follow them. Yeah. So um, executive mimosas are great. They usually served in a pint glass with ice. Uh, make sure that if you're hosting uh, with and you want to serve executive mimosas at your house, please do have a uh, jigger on hand to measure or a shot glass or something. You definitely don't want people free pouring the vodka and then also free pouring the champagne and then putting mm. a, uh, you know, dropper of orange juice or cranberry into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's by far number one. I love them, but I need to be careful with them, especially as I approach 40. I can't really afford to break anything right now um, on my body. I hear you. Uh, mimosa flights. I mean, who doesn't love a mimosa flight, right? You just, it's, champagne with a bunch of different juices get yourself a couple glasses line them up and have have a ball right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or another one if you're feeling miss jackson yeah uh or it would be like a madras flight but with different Ooh. types of juices uh-huh you know i know a madras you know is typically orange juice and cranberry but and I'm vodka thinking, yeah and vodka of course right. yes. But, or it could just be a, maybe like a screwdriver flight or something, right? So you make yourself a madras, make yourself a screwdriver, make yourself a um, pineapple mm-hmm. and, and make yourself a greyhound. Make sure you use in the small glasses, right? Get yourself a little flight set on Amazon or something. Mm-hmm. Those were always good for brunch too, because the whole purpose of brunch is to sort of try a bunch of different types of foods, right? You want your salty, your sweet, mm-hmm. you want your, your eggs and you want your, you know, bacon and all that stuff. So what better to pair it with than a variety of different cocktails? No, I agree with you. I'm a, I love the idea of the flights. I actually love, um, oh, what is it called? The one with the, the grapefruit and the, the, it's like grapefruit salts and tequila, Oh, mm. oh okay. yes. Um, so the vodka version's the Greyhound. Oh, yeah. Paloma. A Paloma. The- Thank you. Why? Yeah, oh, delicious. Geez. Love a Paloma. I also love an Aperol Spritz. I-, I could drink those any time of day. It doesn't really matter if it's brunch, lunch, dinner, aperitivo, does not matter. But um, I am with you on the fl- The flights are a great idea. And like you could get so many fun juices at the grocery store in the like Hispanic aisle too, because they have like the guava, the passion fruit, um, <clears throat> like you said, the pineapple. Yeah, absolutely. Mango. Oh yeah. Depending on whatever your theme is, right? Brunch, I, in my opinion, I feel like brunch always needs to have a theme. So if you're going to do summer, if it's going to be 95 degrees out, get all those tropical juices and make yourself a, a little, you know, spritzer with those. 
you know, winter, you could do a different type of set of flights, right? You mm-hmm. might do flights with, I don't know, maybe uh, whiskey sour flights or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, in, in, it hasn't come out yet, but it will this Friday, the episode four, I talked to a wine expert and somebody asked me to ask her if one can really rosé all day. So I would like to know your answer if one can really rosé all day. Oh, the, I mean, is that a question? Or- yeah, like how do you like how do you go from day drinking at brunch and then continue on your day? Well, here's the thing. Uh, when you rosé all day, you know, rosé in itself, it, well, any wine really, I feel like I can drink wine all day. It's really, I think, like the hard stuff that that makes me sleepy and ready for a disco nap, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, you can certainly rosé all day. Uh, make sure that you're throwing some ice in there to, to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm, little right? salt. Get yourself a couple, couple ice cubes. Make sure you drink plenty of water. I like to always drink wine with like, some type of carbonated water, like a Perrier or a, uh, one of those fun flavors, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, you know Poland Spring or Polar, any of those brands. Um, you know, you got to make sure you drink plenty of water, and then you also have to make sure that you eat real food if you're going to rosé all day. And what I mean by real food is, you know, if you're not Tostitos, <laughs> yeah, so not Tostitos. I mean, if you're if you're really committed to roséing all day. You got to have a couple of meals thrown in with the rosé all day. If you want to have like a handful of nuts, well, then you might rosé all afternoon. Mm, mm-hmm. But that's it. That's not mm-hmm. all day. I'm talking about all day being rosé into, you know, 11 p.m. Right. Or 830 in my case. Well, all right, you guys. That was super fun. I hope you had some brunch and breakfast inspiration. And I can't wait to see all the yummy things you make big thank you to all of my guests from previous episodes i'll link their information in the show notes as well as their social media on instagram this was fun so if you have any questions for the podcast send me an email let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com tag me in your food adventures on instagram at let's go on a food adventure and of course don't forget to stop by my website for all the show notes elizabethrfuller.com Make some yummy food this weekend together. Lead with kindness, and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.